Okay, this episode is going to be more of a status update. It is approaching end of May 2020. They keep pushing back the reopen, so now I guess it's June 10, kind of annoying. You know, bars are already back open in Houston, bars and restaurants. So it's like, you know, what's the point? Hurry up and uh, open the city back up. But um still taking their precautions. So, um... Anyways, so building network marketing, this is kind of more of a documented uh, what's my mindset and what are my strategies and how am I formulating this, who's my mentor. My mentor is named Haley Hobson. She is a double presidential diamond, and she is either the highest paid number one rep in the entire company. The company is the – I always seem to attract the best. You know what I mean? And not really seem to, like, very much I do. Every industry and company I've ever worked for, joined, you know, I've always attracted millionaires into my life, okay? Uh, you know, from from when I was 24 to now, I always figured out who the millionaire earners were, you know? Bragging, not really, just that's what my standards are and that's what I've got. So, this past four or five years of my life has really just been uh, sifting, a lot of trial and error, you know, how, how would you know what you wanted to do, you know, when you're 18 and you got to go get a degree and then it's like, what do you want to do with your life and now you have to decide and it's like, I don't know, I just want to drink and hang out with hot girls and smoke pot with my friends, do I really have to know it, do I really have to have it all figured out and then everyone's like, you gotta know, you gotta know, so I'm like, okay, well, business sounds good, but like, I don't even know a fucking thing about business, and they, and, and they don't teach you anything about business either, okay, it's, universities are basically just for uh, corporations to get white collar employees, right, that's why the, that's why a university exists. Used to be back in the day, only no, nobility and uh, the scholarly families could afford a prestigious kind of university, like in Oxford or something like that. And now it's just casually, you know, everyone's expected to go to college and university. And what can they tell you about making money? Uh, nothing. That's pathetic. I really think that's pathetic. I will devo- devote a percentage of my life to working on the educational system because it's terrible, you know. We we learn more from following people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone and Dan Pena. We we learn more from online entrepreneur celebrities that you know, influencer guys than we learn from schools. We don't learn anything from schools. You know, I thought this was supposed to be the country of the greatest prosperity, and nobody knows except for, oh, maybe I want to do some kind of Internet business, or I don't know, (laughs) right? I want to do something, but I just don't know what to do. Okay, so that's why I picked two of the the more popular routes, because here's the trajectory. We always have to start with vision. My vision is I'm the world's first trillionaire and multi-trillionaire. Hello. And, uh... That means I gotta be making or appreciating a hundred billion plus a year to become a trillionaire. So, do you even like have a big goal in your heart and your mind? If anyone's listening to this, this is a look into my mind. Trillionaire? Why? Multi-trillionaire? Why? Because I'm the best. I must become the best. 
I think everyone goes as high as their vision allows them to. Now, the 80%, 20% rule, Pareto's rule, applies to almost everything. Only 20% of people are actually going to achieve their goals, right? And out of those 20%, only another 20% are really, really going to, like, shoot for it. And then out of those 20 so now we're in the top 4%. And then out of those 20%, now really only um, – 20% of those are going to be, like, super rich, and that would be the 0.2% of uh, the world. Uh, in America, we would probably start saying that's between 6 to $10 million a year income. What you talking about? You talking about money or you talking about fucking problems? Where's your mind at? Okay, now, and then take another 20% of 0.2. Now we're in the 004 that's where we start looking at nine figures uh, and ten figures, and then you're a billionaire at that point. And then we have to take one more 20% of them, and uh, that would be the top ten Forbes list, you know, probably about $50 billion. And then we take another 20% of that, and then that's where I'm going to play, and that would be approximately $200 billion plus. No, no Americans have that much money, or at least not publicly, because that's kind of like you know, dictator money, drug money, cartel money, uh, Russian oligarch money, North Korea money, okay, ancient, ancient family money, British crown money, I mean, Saudi royal family money, I mean, we, we may be in the trillions by now, okay, and then I will be the world's first trillionaire publicly, publicly, I don't mind, I'm here to teach people how to do it, right, that's the whole fucking point of everything, okay, so now we've wrote rewind, reverse engineer it, okay, so now the next level is $20 million a year in e-commerce and $20 million a year in a network marketing business. Now, that would make me the highest paid network marketer of all time ever and uh, number one in the industry. Do you see a common commonality here? I've got to be the number one. I've got to be the best. Do you understand? There's just a certain feeling you get when you're the best, and uh, it's better than sex, really. It really is better than any drug. I've got to win, okay? I'm the fucking best, um, right? And then it's like, okay, now you've identified the goal, okay, whatever your goal is. You know, maybe you want to be a trillionaire, too. Maybe we'll both be trillionaires, okay? Maybe you'll be my, my arch nemesis. You will be my rival. Okay, and then who's going to get to a trillion first? And then it's going to be like, okay, who's got more trillions? Because I guarantee you the moment that I do it, several people are going to do it. It's like running that four-minute mile. Because nobody thinks that you can run a mile in less than four minutes. Your heart will explode. And then the moment that a guy does it, 355 or whatever, then all of a sudden like 20 people break the four-minute mile. It's all in your head. The reason why we don't have any trillionaires is because nobody's talking about trillions, Right? Okay, you think Jeff Bezos may become a trillionaire with Amazon, but there are classes of, of billionaires, okay? Uh, it's determined on liquidity, political power, okay, solvency, and then asset class. He doesn't really have a bunch of asset classes. All of that is basically what Amazon is worth today. And then if he wanted to liquidate all of his shares of Amazon, would he be able to get them all at market price? Probably not, because there is kind of a cap on how much stock you can move a day, and that's subject to speculation, but, you know, basically it's like, what's more important, net worth or uh, the present value of your worth, right, meaning if we had a global apocalypse or a fucking nuclear war or another pandemic, what could 
you do with that stock and money and possessions. So there is more of a present value, which I think is more important. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent. We're talking about goals, goal setting. Holy shit. Okay. Car just burnt down on the highway. Man, that car is torched. Better fix your oil, guys. Check your radiator. Change your oil. Check your radiator fluid. Okay. Um, that car was burnt to a crisp. Now then, um, talking about goals. Yeah, trillionaire. Why? Because it's exciting and it has to be crazy. It has to be crazy, otherwise life is boring, and I don't want to live in a boring reality. Therefore, I make my own reality. Okay? I get to play my game, and my game is trillion. Okay? Because I said so. Put your money where your mouth is. Okay? Prove it. Prove your merit. Okay? So we cast the vision, pulling into it. Now we got to push forward. Jet propulsion. Propel yourself towards the goal. You really about that life? You really about that life? What's your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday look like? What's your Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 look like? What's the three-year, six-year, 12-year, okay? 15, 18-year, 21-year trajectory. What you got? What you got in there, dog? $20 million a year in a network marketing company, which is pretty much 10 times, slightly less than 10 times what my mentor makes. She makes between 2 and $3 million a year, and... Uh, you have to look at a company's compensation plan for the elite-level ranks. And uh, this company actually pays really, really well for the highest uh, rank uh, achievable. You have to look at what are they willing to pay because it's kind of like a complicated commission, right, based on your whole organization's volume. So I'm feeling it, you know. God, universe, God always brings me to what I want. I just had to learn things. And I just had to develop into who I needed to become to attract this kind of success. And why MLM? Because uh, it's a challenge. You see a reoccurring theme in my life? I must have a high challenge and I must achieve the challenge. And I marshal my troops, I gather my armies, and I simply assault my goals. I I unleash the forces, okay? into the direction of the, the dream, okay? So you got your vi- ultimate vision. Now we got to have the milestones. What's the big, significant milestone? Okay, $20 million a year is the milestone, okay? Because at $20 million a year, it's almost guaranteed you'll become a billionaire in your lifetime, okay? And that's just a start. I'm talking $100 billion a year, okay? How do we go from $20 million a year, okay, each, not $40 million, now I want to do a seminar, coaching, and book, and such like that, and make another $20 million in addition to my other two businesses, and now that's $60 million. All the while, Lux Exchange is scaling. Lux Exchange is going to, is going to do exactly what Amazon did. Uh, it's going to start off with clothing, and it's going to evolve into basically the entire uh, market for that space, which I'm going to take the market, okay, and we're going to build this machine, and it's going to encompass the world. And uh, so I think I can become a billionaire just from Lux Exchange, but we'll still keep the other businesses. Because the network marketing is going to propose me into online, the online space, the digital marketing space, the social influencer space, speaking in books, and really just becoming an influencer, micro-celebrity, celebrity influencer. At that point, I'm going to start rapping and making music. I'm going to put all that energy into making me a famous rapper. Then I'll be a real celebrity. 
Uh, you know what I mean? And why? Why? Because this is fun for me. This is fun. This is a life that I could enjoy living. Anything else is boring to me. I cannot live a boring life. I would rather die, and uh, I could not waste the precious gift from the Father God. So, therefore, we must achieve total excellency. Right? This is exciting enough for me to stay busy. This is big enough for me to almost, you know, not sure if this is actually, if anyone can do it. I'm not just settling on one ultimate goal. I've got like six ultimate goals, okay? Seven. All right? And uh, the ultimate goal is spiritual ascension. I've read the entire Bible. I am finishing the Gospels. And can I say, oh, my God, what a refreshing change of pace to go from the end of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is difficult to read. Oh, my Lord. God told me, or intuition told me, or I told myself, read the Bible seven times and read the Bhagavad Gita seven times. Why the Bhagavad Gita? Well, because I somehow feel a very, very intense spiritual presence, and it feels like God to me, and it feels like Christ, and why can't Christ be in several parts of the world at the same time? I don't think that it's right to make one religion the only true religion. I think all religions are your connection to God. I think if you love God, worship God, love your neighbor, you're on the right path, okay? You call it whatever the hell you want to call it, but I know good people who don't have a religion, and I know religious people who are very mean and use force and uh, martial law, and it's not very nice, okay? You cannot use corruption and force to discipline people. In the name of God, that's not actually in the name of God, that's in the name of yourself, and that is almost satanic, okay? You're trying to become like God and use God as an excuse to control other people. That's not very godly, okay? You need to be godly, be a good person, work with the government, pay your taxes. I try not to pay any taxes, but it's legal, okay? And uh, that's what we're going to do. Now, this is a bookmark. Some of my podcasts are bookmark episodes. So I'll, I'll, I'll title it bookmark, you know, um, this I basically want to just imprint myself and my psyche right now because um, it will be fun to look at in the future. And I'll remember, oh, okay, May. End of May, he was thinking about 20 million, uh, 20 million times two. And then it's going to be a third 20 million, and then that's 60 million. All the while, Lux Exchange is continuing to appreciate. Then what are we going to do with the income? Well, I'll probably funnel a third of that into a real estate fund, multifamily. I don't really care. I don't really feel like doing the deals, so I'll probably partner with my homie, Grant Cardone. I'll funnel the money into him. Got to make sure he uses it wisely, okay? And then another third, I will probably get a ultra-high net worth uh, investor like a Ray Dalio, but Ray Dalio may not even work with you unless you've got $100 million or a billion, so I don't know. Try to find some super, super investor with another third diversify. And then the last third, I'm going to be using to build other businesses that I want to build. Um, and then that point, net worth and liquid cash and the value of your equity, and the value of your portfolio, it's all going to start getting a little blurry, right? Because it'll change on the daily based on the market value. But regardless, you get the drift. How much liquid cash do you really need to have? I don't know, you know, maybe $50 million would be great. And uh, just to have, if you want to start buying out com- companies in the midst of a calamity, you want to keep some liquid cash, 
so, you know, what is something that I could convert that's readily liquid but still getting some, you know, uh, interest? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll talk to my billionaire investor guys. Bottom line is that is what I want it to be, and that's what it's going to be, and that's what gives me excitement. Because most of you guys are not excited about life. You're thinking about retirement. You're thinking about dying. You know, you only got 20, 30 years left in your life. Are you even living? Really? Are you really living? You watch fucking six to eight hours of television a day. Is that a triumphant life? I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. Maybe you tell me to STFU, can it? and you tell me, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live life. And I'll say, hey, kudos, bro. At least you own it, right? At least you own it. Own your life, okay? Own your life. That's what I got to say. You don't have to have big goals, but, you know, might as well. Why not? Big goals won't hurt you. They'll probably motivate you. You know, most of our motivation scales relative to what our grand plan of our life is. Okay, and most people don't really have a grand plan aside from, well, I would just like to enjoy my life with my family, have a decent retirement, and travel the world, you know, uh, like, you know, my bucket list. The fuck is a bucket list? Make me immortal. That's my fucking list. Give me uh, 10,000 years on this planet. And some of you guys are saying, I would not want to live that long. And I'm like, so you basically want to die. You don't, you don't enjoy life. Do you think heaven would be better? I'm going to tell you, there's no time in heaven, so you might as well enjoy all your time you can get on earth because you'll never come back to it. Or maybe you will. Maybe there's reincarnation. Either way, I'm a little bit energized right now. Okay, so I'm finishing the book of Luke. I'm almost done with the New Testament, and it's unbelievable. The New Testament is only 23-ish percent of the entire Bible, right? And, oh, my God, trying to get through Isaiah... And Jeremiah is the worst ever, miserable. It's just like God is just upset at Israel and punishing Israel for like 200 pages. And I'm like, this is fucking boring, okay? And then you realize that the entire New Testament is only 200, 230 pages. And I'm like, wow, okay, all of Jesus was just 230. So it was almost like the setup. The setup was like make the Old Testament really boring and drawn out. And then the New Testament will be a breeze, you know, and then get to the point, make it snappy. Although I think the Gospels are very boring. It's the same story four times in a row. I'm like, okay, it's literally the same story four times in a row. But, okay, you know, I, we don't get too much of Jesus, right? There's only so much red red letters. So hold on to as much of Christ as you can get, right? Okay. Um, now, Lux Exchange is still going well. I literally don't even do anything anymore, and my items still sell consistently. So what is that going to tell you? If you have the right system, the system will literally replicate itself. Is that what I'm trying to tell you guys? Self-replicating system. You should aspire if you're like, you want to do Internet business or like I become a trillionaire, and I still have these podcasts available, and you go back in time and you listen to this, you'll see where I was at, Okay. You could say Lux Exchange and my uh, network marketing uh, business are in their infancy stages. But I want to let you guys into the mindset of a champion, grand champion elite. Okay? I'm already living like I'm a billionaire in my mind. Okay? With my money, I'm actually very responsible. The reason why I have a lot of luxury of time and freedom is because I manage my money really well. I try not to spend it 
I meal prep. I rarely eat out anymore. I was spending between 10 and $15 a day just on, you know, subways and, you know, drive through or, you know, getting like PF or what you call it, Mr. Panda, but I don't even do that anymore. I meal prep. I became a vegetarian again. My energy feels really, really high. I'm taking the doTERRA Vitality Pack supplements, which are really great. Tons of nutrition. It's basically three different multivitamins. One of them is omegas for your joints and stuff, oils, uh, you know, CLA, um, omega-6, omega-3. Really, really good for you, good for your joints. Um, okay, then the vital, the uh, micronutrients, just basically just tons and tons of micronutrients. And then the Alpha CRS. Wow, I love the Alpha CRS. I mean, that is an amazing supplement line, okay? And trust me, I've taken a lot of vitamins. I've bought all the expensive vitamins from Whole Foods. You know, you can buy them on Amazon, Sprouts. You know, I mean, you want you want a vitamin that has living 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 nutrition in it. So whatever multivitamin you aspire to take, uh, you know, just whatever has the most living nutrition in it, that's the one that's going to give you the most health. Um, doesn't have to be the doTERRA um, Vitality Pack, but it's a pretty damn good deal. It's, eight, it's 80 bucks for all three. It's a month supply. In the beginning, you may only take half. It's just such an intense amount of uh, supplementation. I'm only really taking like half of it right now. So 80 bucks for two months supply covers everything, all of your omegas, all of your micronutrients, and uh, the vitality pack. Wow. Amazing, amazing amounts of energy nourishes your cells. I'm I'm sold on it because I actually believe it works, right? And that was – okay, here's another, here's another snippet. If I have some, like, hardcore fans in the future that are going to go through all of my podcasts from the, from the moment I started doing podcasts or just audio recordings, those are my true fans. Those are, y'all, y'all are my fucking true, true fans. I'll make a prize to anyone who listens to every single one of my podcasts, and then you got to pass a quiz, you got to pass a test. Let's see where my real fans are at. Okay, um, here's the mind of a champion. Look, um, so the problem with MLM was I've had experiences with about five different MLM companies. I didn't even know my mom had some experience with MLM, but um, she really did not have very much success, I think. She just doesn't handle rejection very well. I didn't even know she did. She was doing MLMs, but there's one called My GPS Cut Off um, the Recording, so Part 2, which on Anchor, it doesn't play the segments in a row, which is really annoying. It stops after the first segment. On the Apple podcast, it plays the entire episode. It'll play all the segments in a row, so kind of annoying, Anchor. I don't know why you do that, but I guess I'm trying to direct it to the Apple podcast. Anyway, segment two, all my real fans. Okay, check it out. This is my, like, fifth or sixth exposure to an MLM. The first one was Herbalife, and I was 21, so eight years ago, probably more like seven. Um, and the problem with Herbalife was... It just felt really culty. Um, you know, what I did like about, and, I, and I'm grateful for Herbalife, because Herbalife showed me the income potential. It planted the dream, the desire in my heart. So I'm grateful for Herbalife. I was in Los Angeles for like two months, and actually prior to L.A., I had met a girl 
in Denton. I was just like all over the place. I was in Denton, Texas, north of Dallas. But I had a couple friends who were going to UNT who I knew from when I went to UT in college. So one of my fraternity brothers was out there, and uh, he's from Dallas. I uh, wonder what he's up to. Tim Burks, I wonder what you're up to. Jenna McCoppin, I wonder what you're up to. But anyways, those are the people I knew. So I was in Denton, and I was at this bar or this coffee shop, and this girl came in talking to me about Herbalife. And so what I didn't like was she was, like, really, really pretending to be my friend, like, pretending to be really interested in me. She was kind of cute. She was kind of flirting with me. And then this was the first time I'd ever been pitched on an MLM, okay, my first, like, real exposure ever to an MLM. And uh, then I found out that she was just trying to get me into her little business. And that was kind of uh, annoying, you know. It's like, okay, you were just flirting with me uh, to get me into your MLM business. Um, so that was, you know. And then the moment that I joined or didn't join, I actually ended up getting a refund because uh, I literally, that was like the last cash that I had for that starter kit. So it was very stupid for me to do that. And uh, it almost felt like the universe was preventing me from join, joining. So then I went to L.A., um, and Aubrey, Dr. Aubrey Graham, I still remember his name, um, nice enough guy to let me crash with him for a little while in downtown L.A., 6th and Bixel, I still remember it. I was only in L.A. for two months, but he was a really nice guy, but then again, it felt like he was only being nice to me, so I would join his team. So, and then, like, half of the girls that were on the team, like him and this other guy, I'm pretty sure we're hooking up with. So, that goes to show you uh, it wasn't duplicating. They weren't, you know, he was getting a little bit of success. But what I didn't like about Herbalife was they were acting like they were saying what they were saying what they made. They were, they were basically acting like the, their income was actually their gross sales. And the, the income was nowhere close to the gross sales, right? Because uh, they were they were speaking as though you know I made four thousand, but when you look at the net, it was really only like a thousand. So I'm like, okay, that's dishonest. I didn't like that, um, and it felt a little culty to me. Felt a little scammy to me. And you know, I mean, these are just things that the industry faces, right? Um, you face ridicule. You face you know deception. You're acting like it's going to be easy when it's not. You know, these are all the reasons why the, the industry gets a bad rep, okay? And so something was preventing me from joining his team, too. Every time I tried to put my card into the machine, it wouldn't process. And, I, and it wasn't getting declined. It just wasn't processing. So, anyways, I feel like God was preventing me from Herbalife. Something really weird about Herbalife is two of their two of their key people have committed suicide or been killed. That's really creepy and weird. Um, I just get a dark kind of energy feeling from Herbalife. I don't know. I think the idea and the culture of a family that works out, I think that's great. You know, te- you know, fit fams. And there are other health MLMs, you know, nutrition MLMs. There's First Form. There was Shreds. I don't know that Shreds is very active anymore, but there are a few. Okay, I'm not dissing, I'm not dissing Herbalife. I just, th- those were how I felt. And uh, I'm sure there are good leaders you know, I'm sure there's goodness in the company, but they have been they have faced a lot of scrutiny, a lot of uh, legal issues. So, bottom line is, whatever company that you decide that you want to work with or choose, like you really want a company with ethics and integrity, and people who really, really care about their team and organization. So, 
then you start feeling like teams can be really clicky. I mean, granted, this was L.A., so this is kind of the L.A. vibe, you know, clicky with your crew, but we're only going to be friends with you if you join our business. If you don't join our business, we don't want anything to do with you. You know, I mean, I don't know. Just I like people who are authentic. I like people who are down to earth and real and genuinely care about others, you know. And Dr. Aubrey Graham, thank you for your act of kindness. I still feel like I have not yet repaid that debt, and I will somehow make it right to you because I still remember your name, and you're a really nice guy, and I appreciate you taking me in because I was just, I was a mess. I was really a fucking mess when I was 21. I was sleeping in my car with my last, like, five, 600 bucks. I just drove to L.A. from Dallas, so I was just, I don't even know what was going on in my head, but... All right, I was sleeping in my car, you know, in uh, Venice Beach, you know, and a lot of people were doing it, too. You see a lot of people sleeping in their cars, so I don't know, some strange homeless homeless attraction where, you know, you, you're living in California, so I guess free rent, right? If you're going to live in your car anywhere in the world, might as well live in California, right? doesn't get any much better than that. Um, anyways, so, yeah, that was my first. Now I'm just kind of going off about my uh, experiences with MLM. But it's my show, and I do whatever I want. This is my podcast. Okay, my second exposure to MLM, I was 24, so three years later. And it was a company called Organo Gold, which may very well be the, one of the scammiest companies ever. And I know what I'm saying is a little bit biased, but the company doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so that goes to show you a fly-by-night company. And, uh, you know, their practices were very, very not cool. They wanted you to lock people in your room and force them to buy, you know, boxes of, of, of uh, Ganoderma-infused coffee. And, you know, to this day, Ganoderma, I mean, really, you talk about snake oil, okay? I really, really believe it's snake oil. You know, they were swearing that this coffee is amazing and people are spending $4 on coffee anyway, so they might as well buy your coffee. But, like, it just was, like, it was okay. It was, like, a reasonably good instant coffee, but at Starbucks prices, just stupidly marked up coffee. And so, anyways, I didn't. I was just doing it with my buddy because I thought it was fun and it just seemed interesting. And, you know, they had the dream car bonus and you can get a Mercedes Benz if you hit Sapphire and they pay for your car. And, you know, I mean, okay, I was a 24-year-old. I was, getting my, I was uh, you know, going into real estate. So I was becoming entrepreneurial. I was excited about the get-rich-quick, you know, uh, dream that they sell you. And it was like 95% hype and 5% value. There hardly was any value there at all. So nothing against Organo. I just, I did not like what Shane Morand was advising you to do, basically lock people into a room and force them to buy your coffee. And if they don't do business with you, I don't do business with them. I listened to like every single one of the leadership calls. So this was when I was really, really starting to get into personal development. I think this was, I just started listening to Grant Cardone I was 24, so this was in 2015, and, uh, you know, Grant was on the rise with 10X Rule, and, uh, you know, so I was starting to get into all of that. I was listening to a lot of Tony Robbins, 
I don't think I had yet discovered Gary V yet. Gary V was kind of on the rise as well, getting his following. Um, and, you know, nothing happened, you know. So Sam had a chicken list who he could never call, and we would go. This would be our, like, regimented thing. We would go to this coffee shop in Stone Oak. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it had a hexagon fountain in the front, so it was a really nice-looking fountain. You know, all of the kind of up-to-do Mexicans would go there, um, well-to-do. And, uh, you know, San Antonio money, which, you know, not not that much money, but you know, in San Antonio, I guess it's a lot. And uh, anyways, so we would just go to, we would go there to make calls, and there was no strategy. The call was like, the call was like, go through your chicken list and then try to convince them to get on the, the, the customer list or whatever. And there was no, there was no strategy. There was no system. It was just like, call your list, but I'm chicken to call my list. So really, we're just going to sit at Starbucks and pretend like we're working. And that was literally, that was literally that experience. Okay. So some of you guys in MLM, you understand what I'm saying. Oh, just call your list, and, like, no, nobody calls the list, and then you, you basically don't do shit. Okay, so that was lame. And then, anyway, just got to wrap this up. There was World Ventures. Okay, so this was now two, one year later. I like MLM. I, I'm attracted to ranking up. I'm attracted to this model. It's fun, right? It's fun when you get your friends involved, okay, so it's fun, everyone can make money, sounds cool, you know, I'm I'm sold on the lifestyle, I'm sold on the dream and the vision, I just don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> I just, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm not a high-performance individual at this point, so I start going into sales, anyways, I, this was not my intention of the podcast, it was more of a bookmark, but this is the bonus, the bonus episode, look into my life, so I'm selling Vivint, you know, um, I'm starting to do pretty well. I'm starting to have confidence in myself as a salesperson, really kind of as an entrepreneur, right, who makes commissions. So, you know, I'd never really done that before. And uh, real estate was a no-go. Just I, I wasn't interested in it. I didn't really like any of the brokerages I was at. I didn't really like any of the people. I wasn't resonating with it, really. It takes too long to get paid. I don't want to drive people around all day, show them shit. I don't really want to do open houses for people to to get their overflow leads, which is basically the strategy in real estate. Team up with team, you know, you want to partner with people who have so much, you know, so many leads coming in, they cannot actually fulfill it. Anyways, that's the real estate strategy. I just thought it was boring, and I was being a slacker, and I wasn't putting the work in. So started getting momentum as a sales rep for Vivint Smart Home, and that's you know, took me to finding a millionaire team, you know, uh, Jeremy and Scott Bell, the Bell brothers, and they were fucking amazing, they were great, you know, they were awesome, but I could tell that even in them, I could just tell that I felt like they just were not truly fulfilled in life, you know, and I had to ask myself that question, like, okay, each one of them is making between 600 grand and a million dollars a year, you know, basically as head honchos in a sales company, so to be a sales manager. And I just, I wasn't, I was resonating with the skills that I got from working with them, but I wasn't resonating with becoming them and the lifestyle, you know, and, and then that's when I went into World Ventures oh, with my ex-girlfriend, and that was me moving to Houston, 26, that was three years ago. 
and uh, that was a total flop and very depressing. I put all of my hope and optimism into a leader that was no longer building, right? So then, you know, it's like the lessons became more and more significant uh, as they struck closer and closer to home, which we were living together, so that was my home with her. And, you know what I mean? It was like I was, I was gambling. I was putting way too much of myself on the line for, uh, you know, hoping that this would work out. So it's like I was relying on my optimism, which is what I've done, which is what I had done most of my life, and it usually worked. I usually always managed to get into the right groups just by sheer, I don't know, luck or willpower or combination of, of all of that, I was relying on my luck, and it failed. So key lesson here, boys and girls, do not rely on luck alone, okay? If you're a lucky person, I'm a Sagittarius rising. My Jupiter is in Leo. I seem to be lucky when I'm generous and I am think big. So, you know... The MLM dream, okay, and then the World Ventures, and then they had a they had the the lifestyle bonus, and they had the you know the car bonus, and you hit IMD, and it's a binary. So one thing that I learned about binary now, you know, I'm learning more and more about this industry. I'm learning what I like, what I don't like. I'm learning leadership. I'm learning who is building, who is not building, who was building, is not building anymore. I didn't know any of this stuff, right? All of this brand new information because. Prior to World Ventures, all I had was Organo with my buddy, and neither of us did anything, and it was call your chicken list, and couldn't call my chicken list, and then we, we were just bullshitting. We are pretending to be entrepreneurs at a coffee shop. We're in our young 20s, and we're phonies, right? It's like the young kid who wants to pretend to be an entrepreneur and wear the fancy clothes, and you go to the coffee shop, and you make business calls. So it's like the fantasy of being a business person. Oh, I make calls at a coffee shop with the iPhone. You know, it's that phony entrepreneur, you know, pretender. Okay, the real entrepreneur is grinding, grind mode. So, you know, then I had a girlfriend who was a leader, but not really a leader because none of her downline really wanted anything to do with her. None of the leaders actually, like there was no group call. There was no structure. There was no group text, group chat. There was no momentum at all. So it was very strange. It was like an anti-leadership culture in her team. So I, 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 I couldn't get any... I couldn't get anything out of it, you know. I didn't know what to do, right? So, you know, all the while, I'm, you know, it's my 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 optimism, my desire, my you know, confidence, my belief, my vision. I, I believe in this system, but like, I needed structure. Where's the structure? I didn't have a structure. The structure in that was just bring people to the weekly hotel meeting at the DoubleTree in San Antonio, off 610, uh, to her leadership, the IMDs who structured their culture very much like a corporate, you know, business. And, uh, you know, you had to, like, work your way up the peg. And the last thing I'll say, because I just want to get this all out there, right, it's like everyone felt like the IMDs did not want anybody to pass them up. So it was almost like they enjoyed being the big dicks. They, It felt like they did not want anyone to pass them up. They wanted everyone to kind of be little beneath them. And maybe some of you guys in MLMs can attest to that culture. It's like the leader does not want anyone to pass him. Selfish leader, all right, acts like he wants people to be successful, but secretly does not want them to. So I don't know if that's true or not. Raymond and Janie Braun, the pack team, y'all are on the pack team. 
you know, but a lot of people on your team felt like you guys were suppressing them or that's just what the little fish, you know, makes an excuse um, to stay little. But anyways, that's, that was my whole stint with World Ventures. Okay, and then I joined Young Living like two months ago with my sister because I had a curiosity about the product. It took me two years to just, you know, lick my wounds from that failed MLM experience because I just didn't know what to do. I didn't believe in the product. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in the sponsor, and I did not believe in the uplines. I, you know, did not believe in anything, really. So it was like I was attracted to what they were making. I got to meet a lot of elite ranks. I got to meet a lot of, uh, you know, like number one rank people. I got to go to the conventions and sit on the ground floor because she was an elite rank, you know, the beginning elite rank. And so I'm attracted to this elitism. I'm attracted to the income. I'm attracted to meeting people making, you know, a hundred grand a month or half a million to, you know, two million. But I don't like binary. Binary does not seem very long-lasting. I prefer Unilevel, which is why I like doTERRA. And I switched to doTERRA. It was all to bring me out to, like, okay, May 2020, I'm really, really getting active with doTERRA. I'm in Haley's team. I'm in her, you know, one of her, I guess, beginner VIP group chats. It's for all the builders before Platinum. And then I, I guess she's got another group for her platinum and diamond and up leaders, which I think she's got 12 or more of them. So they're in another group. So that's the goal, get into that group. But Haley is a boss. She is a builder. She is very, very red and, you know, very take charge. And she has authority. And I like that, you know, she's building still being the number one rank in the company. You know, it's almost like a blessing, right? She's willing to take me in, but, you know, everything is in the proper accordance to, like, what's, where's your energy at, and then also what are your results, right? So, you know, I just got my kit uh, last Friday, so I've had my kit for a total of four days, and I've already gone through all of the mentor calls. I have gone through, like, I'm just tearing through this information, right? So, leading to, here's where I'm at, May 2020, the reason why I'm doing a bookmark episode is, um, take me where my head was at, okay, I need to hit elite, okay, then it's premier, then it's silver, then it's gold, then it's platinum, right, once it's platinum, then it's diamond, then it's blue diamond, then it's presidential diamond, then it's double, double all of the ranks, you, you make another organization as another leg, so then you just try to do that as many times as possible. Highest rank in the company is either double presidential diamond or triple diamond. I don't know if the triple diamond is triple presidential or just triple regular, which means she's probably pre double presidential plus a third diamond leg is if I'm going to be precise. So that's where she's at there. And um, anyways. Yeah, just getting a little animated. So the cool part is the top two people in the entire company are both in my upline. So I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, just, yeah, wanting to put that out there. And this is kind of where I'm at, you know, heavy grind mode and sampling. Okay, now i got to maximize the ROI of my sampling and I've got to basically use communication, dialogue, conversation, building relationships to get the script going and um, 
you know, that's what we need to do. And, uh, you know, so this is me right before I really start building heavy. And then, uh, you know, next bookmark will probably be once I start achieving, um, you know, some success here.